Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in on our topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. Now today, our topic is the new employee. So let's just set the stage for those of you that haven't uh, hung out with us before. Greg and I have been friends for a long time, and we just did a check-in and we're still friends. Mm -hmm. We've both been managers for a long time. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others often miss the mark as managers. We will start from the employee's perspective. We're going to discuss how we have observed others deal with the situation, what we've learned from it, so that it can be a lot more successful. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. Are we going to have a good discussion today, uh, Greg? Yeah, we're going to have a good discussion. You know, the new employee, we've all been, we've all been one. And if you're a manager, you've all uh, onboarded one. Ignored one. Uh, yes, yes, depends. Yeah, onboarding was, yeah, yeah. What is onboarding? That's such a strange word anyways. Anyways, th thus for another podcast. I think it's going to come up on this one. Ah. So the new employee, let's set it up. You are the new employee in which you experience some or all of the following. Your manager doesn't seem very interested in you, the new employee. The manager dumps you on another employee who doesn't seem interested or prepared to deal with you, or they are just too busy. The manager just points towards a series of online resources as part of your onboarding process. There are no online resources to lean on. The manager doesn't help you out with the culture of the office in terms of people and who is who. The manager pays no heed in showing you the layout of the workspace or the important features. You don't understand how your job fits into everything or anything. Your manager doesn't seem approachable. Your company doesn't seem to have a system to onboard you properly and you feel lost. So Greg, how does this affect our relationships and the work environment? Well, the big uh, word that's jumping in my head is regret. What have I done? How have I made this decision? And, uh, you know, this is even more impactful if, as in many organizations, the recruitment and selection gets you excited about this organization that you're going to. Sometimes actually builds up how you're going to arrive and then you arrive to this situation. Talk about uh, a false start. Talk about an immediate uh, debit in the trust relationship bank uh, between not only yourself and the manager, but yourself and the organization. And it, sometimes it's hard to get out of these holes. I love the word regret that you used. Why did I leave that other place? Right. I really like this topic. You and I were discussing before we taped which one to do, and uh, this was your suggestion. And immediately my mind started going back in time to uh, probably every time I started somewhere new. That some of the things that we were going to discuss here today, that was the reality for me. And uh, I don't think I would be alone in this. I think a fair number of people have not had good starts at places. And uh, this is good. And I know, you know, there's so many studies out there which talk about the loss of productivity and performance and equally then the impact on others that are there. Uh, if you are regretful and disengaged immediately, that spreads like wildfire in the organization. And it's something that is really not that hard 
to do well if you're planful up front, and we'll talk about some of these things, and put the proper frameworks uh, and follow-ups in place. It's not that hard, but you have to take the time up front and you have to believe that it's important. And as you were talking, I was thinking just so the organizations I've worked with, it isn't that difficult because most of the organizations I've worked with really emphasize things like summer students and the experience that summer students and interns have is incredible. They make a big deal about it. They take them out for pizza, all sorts of stuff. They, they make it a great experience for them because they want to help them out. And this is a source of people later on. Yeah, I think there's two things. There's one is to have a program or the framework in place that allows this to really almost run by itself in an effective way. But the second important part, and from a manager's perspective, is do you have the mindset that part of your role is this? Uh, because it's about the effectiveness and the engagement and the performance of those that work with you is part of a manager's role. So uh, if a person doesn't believe that as a manager, if this just seems like another hassle, uh, I will always have these things happen. And until a manager really realizes the benefit of it for themselves and for their team and for the organization, and frankly, their accountability for it, um, these things will continue to happen. So a question for you, Greg, you are an HR guy long-term. You've probably seen a lot of job descriptions before. Would something like this be in the job descriptions you would write or present to potential managers? Uh, you know, uh, the organizations that I've been in that I've been able to shift and change, uh, it is within the job description and more importantly, it is within the accountability and the measurement of what does a great manager look like and how are we supporting a manager and also reinforcing what is important. So it's an integrated approach versus just a job description, but it is to say, you know what, this is important because many organizations would feel that, oh, this is just HR's job. Um, but we know, and we've shared this before, that um, uh, people leave great organizations because of bad, or, uh, bad managers, and they stay in bad organizations because of good man managers. That's like 75% on each cases. So really, how do you make sure that I, I in, when I've been in the senior leadership in HR, it's about helping to make sure that every manager understands that your primary role is to creating the environment for people to be successful and to be engaged and at high levels of performance. That's your job. Um, but often organizations don't give them the space or the tools to be able to do that or, or uh, don't recognize and reward those uh, that are doing it well. So part of the job, job description, part of the role, but also part of the culture in the place as well. Exactly. So what are some simple things to make the new employee a better experience? So let's uh, look at it in terms of the manager. As a manager, ensure that the new employee feels welcome. Yeah, and those are simple things, right? You know, A, be there. Uh, you know, my last organization, uh, to be honest with you, I arrived, I was a senior role. My boss, uh, I thought it was a great interview. I was really excited. He, he wasn't there for the first two weeks. He was on vacation. And that's okay. I'm a senior laborer. I can start my own, uh, own 
but but you know I didn't know that, and again I felt disconnected, uh, thrown off a bit. So making you feel welcome could be as simple as being there. Well, I think one of the simple things that kind of grabbed my imagination, I thought this is good, was uh, one of the places I started. Uh, I sat down, they showed me to my desk, and somebody came by and put put a mug with the logo of the organization on it, gave me a really nice pen and a couple other things and said, hey, welcome, and walked away. I was sitting there like, I got a, I got a mug. Like, this is awesome. Like, you felt, I feel important. Yeah, from the very moment you want to say, wow, uh, the, the, my, I made the right decision. Uh, the, the signs are, 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 are what I thought from the selection process. Introduce the person to other employees and assign a proper mentor or buddy for those first, uh, for that crucial first startup time. Yeah, I mean, it's a great development uh, role for some of your strong talent as well, and it builds community quickly. Uh, a key for um, building connection and uh, trust within an organization. And I stress the word proper. I think some thought should be given into who this person is that's showing the, uh, the new employee around. I think it's really important that you pick the right person that is going to represent the team and be, has the skill sets to do this properly. Yeah, and be intentional when you talk to the new employee that I selected Alistair and, and here's why I did it. And show the thoughtfulness of why you connected that mentor to them and why you thought it's important. Again, that tells me as the new employee that you've actually been thoughtful about this. This isn't just a, a whim. You've actually thought about me, which again deepens that level of trust. And show them around. Very simple. This is the work area. This is where the kitchen is. This is where the fridge is. These are the washrooms. This is uh, where you can go and get supplies. Those simple things that people are walking in, they're disoriented. They don't know where anything is. And I think it's just a very simple act, but very effective. Yeah, I agree. And you know, a couple of organizations I've been in have done fun things like almost like treasure maps. Uh, you know that are you know that a part of their onboarding program for the first few weeks is to explore and discover and you know it's almost like cache or whatever those those uh the eco cache or whatever they do and they they go in the forest and find little things well it's almost that way see you can also make this fun but i think you want to at least give them the core things at the beginning and then then play with it create some good energy i've uh, i've seen a couple of organizations that use uh, the passport system you get a passport and you have to go to certain places and get a stamp and while you're there you're getting uh you know you're meeting the librarian you're meeting the person in in office services whatever just a great way to make it fun but at the same time it it, it serves a critical role in introducing them to people and showing them where things are i agree and i think i've mentioned this before my son's company did a couple of things they have one that is it's called uh, uh cookies for rookies and tarts for starts and basically what they do is they get portuguese tarts which are this the local bakery that is amazing so you give a box of these to the new person with a list of names and in areas that they're most connected with on their role and they go around and bring the tarts and and introduce themselves and connect sometimes you would as the manager would go with them at the beginning but then let them go and boy what a great way to connect through food. Uh, and I know, you know, anytime food jumps up, Alistair, you, we've got you already hooked in. So, Okay, just a public service announcement here. 
if you've never had Portuguese tarts, you have to do it. Yeah, no, they're amazing. And make sure the employee understands what to expect from the onboarding process. Put out a, a schedule for them, a, an email that tells you know where they need to be. Maybe there's security things that ha have to happen. It's great when somebody walks in there, they're a little nervous. They don't know what to expect. Um, you know, they're up half the night worrying about it, whether they look right and all this stuff. Great way to kind of relax uh, the person and lower the anxiety is to give them a kind of a roadmap for the first couple of days. This is what's uh, going to be happening with you in terms of onboarding. And we're just glad you're here. Yeah. And, you know, on that is also have the accountabilities for them, what they're expected to do, what I'm going to do and what the other key support members of your onboarding, the buddies and that kind of thing are going to do as well. Because again, it shows thoughtfulness. It shows um, uh, 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 professional strength of the program. Or a process. Or a process. Did I say process? No, no, I'm just leading into the next one. You oh, okay. covered it really nicely. Thank you. Oh, you're good, Greg. <laughs> Make sure there is an onboarding process. Um, I wouldn't think I'd have to say this, but I think I have to say this, Greg. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Introduce the employee to tools and resources that they will be using in their jobs and uh, in their stay at the company. Be nice to start talking to them about some of the tools, maybe technology, whatever, and some of the people associated with that. It's nice to get people going right away. People probably have a lot of questions. So when you have this conversation and you're introducing them to certain things, it's going to fit right in. Yeah. And you don't want to provide them with the tools up front. I cannot believe how many times an organization still you arrive and the stuff isn't there. <clears throat> so uh, fortunately with, you know, smartphones and other things you can begin to access, but if you're not connected to the right things, if you don't have the tools up front, there is not every, I look on LinkedIn, every excited person talking about their onboarding experiences takes pictures of their desk and they've got that mug, they've got the pen, they've got the, whatever tools that you have with regards to it, it's a simple thing, but it, people, and, and we all know we're excited about that because then we can get into it right away. I agree. There's nothing better than you walk in and, you know, there's a box with your laptop there and there's stuff and uh, it's like Christmas, right? You start off just in a great spot. Yeah, I agree. Make sure as a manager, you have a daily check-in with your new employee, at least for the first couple of weeks, just to say hi, ensure that they showed up the next day, you know, all that stuff. I, I think that it's just a really comfort thing. It shows that you're interested, you're worried, you know, you're concerned that the, they're, they're comfortable, you know, ask a couple quick questions, see if there's any problems, anything that you can help out with. Yeah, again, you know, uh, most, uh, most systems these days and even performance management and performance enabled systems are talking about more regular check-ins. And this is a good way to start. It just doesn't have to be long. Just to ask, just could be, hey, how's it going? How's your day? Anything that, uh, what'd you learn? What'd you love? What'd you learn? Kind of thing. And take every opportunity to in, uh, introduce the new employee to the people around, especially during the regular business of the day. So if you and I were walking around and we're going to a meeting, it says, listen, we're going to a meeting uh, about the budget and the guy we're going to be meeting is John. John is in charge of this. We work really well with him. And, uh, I really wanted you to meet him today. Number one, we have to meet him anyway, but this is a, a person who's kind of part of the team, although he's not on the team. Very important, this relationship, just so people understand the context. Not only are they meeting people, but they understand the importance of this person 
uh, to whatever they're going to be doing. I love that. You know, and I, I you know, I, I probably didn't do that as well uh, in my career, uh, but just actually providing context and information that you can feel more informed. I mean, it's nice to invite them to a meeting, but if in before that meeting you can say, okay, here's who's going to be here. Here's how they connect to us. Here's what I really value about this person. You then have a sense of that and it makes you immediately connect quicker. That's a great idea. Make sure that you are accessible and interested. You know, something as simple as, Greg, listen, uh, you're gonna be going through a bunch of activities today. Uh, I'm gonna be off site for a couple hours going to a meeting. If you need anything, text me and I'll get back to you right away. If, if it's an emergency or you just have a question, especially in these first couple of weeks, if I'm not at my desk, I always look at my phone. So text me if you need anything, yeah. just to be accessible. Yeah, great idea. And the next one just feeds off that. This is all about communications, communications, and communications. You want to start off the relationship uh, on the right foot, that the person feels comfortable talking to you, that they're comfortable you talking to them, because not every workplace is the same. And if you... If what you do is it, communication is important. The team needs to talk multiple times a day or whatever it is. Then we have to start off on the right foot. And that's just to emphasize communication, get them feeling comfortable talking to you because not every boss employee relationship, uh, is there a lot of conversation or people feel comfortable uh, talking a lot, but if that's what you do, then we need to, uh, uh, model that right up front. Yeah, I agree. You know, the last point really is when, you know, when, when the onboarding is over. And I would also say actually during it as well, uh, build in areas for feedback to make it better. Uh, so it's, it, it, again, that shows a learning environment that shows asking the questions and even the communicate, communicate, communicate. We do want to over communicate for that first week or so just to make sure. Uh, but then if you have these check-ins from feedback perspective, you know, depending on where that person is, they may not need to check in as often. And that's cool. So that this, you know, we're moving to a world of customization based upon the needs of the employee. And again, coming back to the context of as a manager, it's about creating the space for someone to maximize their potential engagement and performance within an organization. And you might be someone who says, you know, I'd still love to keep on our daily check-ins for a couple of weeks. Cool. We'll do that. Uh, um, Bob, who works with you, or Mary, who works with you, might say, listen, I'm good. Let's just make it once a month now because I'm feeling good and in stride and I want to focus my efforts on there. So each of those are different, but that comes through having those built-in opportunities and openness for feedback. I've had the, uh, the opportunity in the past to create an onboarding system. And uh, as a starting point in building the system, uh, I'd gone to some people that just that were two months into the organization and uh, made sure I had a good relationship with them. I just said, listen, give me the skinny. What did we do right? What did we do wrong? What would you like to see? Do you have any ideas from other places you've worked? And the, the people just went, this, this is what my experience was like. This is what I would like to see. Very, very valuable. You can't be... Um, uh, worried about what people think. If you really want to know, then ask them and create that atmosphere. Feedback is one of the best things in something like this because I, you know, chances are you haven't been onboarded in a decade, so you don't know. But to take advantage of those people that have just come through the process 
if you have the right attitude towards it and you connect with them, you can get some such valuable information from them. And they have a, a vested interest in it because they just experienced it. It's fresh for them. I agree 100%. It's a great way to learn and evolve and further engage people because if then they see those changes being put in place because the insights that they brought, that just deepens the the openness to share ideas, but also that engagement of that employee going forward. And, you know, all of these things interest now as we think in the situation we're in right now with COVID, they just get more and more heightened when you are virtual uh, because you can't be there in person, but that means you need to show up virtually when you say you're going to show up. It means you can still, you know, even as we go through all these things, you can still set up a buddy system and introduce folks through that process uh, virtually. You can still make sure there's onboarding. You can still make sure that their tools and things that they need are for them. Now you courier them to them, uh, but you're working with IT on the back end and making sure they're linked in. So all these things you can still do. You may need a producer or a coordinate to make sure everything happens, but your role as a manager is really that personal touch, that making sure that they feel connected um, and have a space where they can uh, give feedback and feel part of the, communicate, uh, the community quicker, which is more difficult when you're uh, virtual. Uh, so you need to actually up the game on, on those things uh, within this current environment we have. I love that because uh, you've alluded to it. Most of the episodes that we're recording, it's during COVID-19, so it's being done remotely. And uh, uh, I shared with you before we, we started the recording, uh, uh, I'm seeing on Facebook and on LinkedIn, you know, they're showing, oh, these are our summer students or these are the new hires in our organization. What you're seeing is a photograph of, you know, a Zoom meeting screen or, or the equivalent in whatever, you know, platform other people are using. And it's a new game. And, and what you said is very important because we don't know what the new normal is going to be when things start uh, easing up a little bit because a lot of companies are going to be going, you know, the second wave is going to happen or wow, the, the economy of this is different. Maybe not everybody is going to be working in the building in the future. So what you're talking about is actually very timely because we're living it right now. But we don't know what the new normal is going to be. Like, is 100% of the workforce going back to the office? Or is 50% of the workforce going back to the office? And the rest, they're already set up at home. We, we're making it work. So these things about onboarding in the future, I think are going to be even more important because a lot of it, a big percentage of it is going to be virtual. Yeah, well, we know Google has already said their people aren't going back to the office until January. And there's a couple major um, uh, grocery organizations in Canada that have said the same thing. So more organizations are saying, listen, we're not going to, we're going to stay as is in this remote virtual environment for the next uh, number of months. Um, and and uh, lots of reports are saying that, you know, where it was 25% work from home uh, before COVID, that it will be moving more closely to 50 and 60%. Doesn't mean you won't go in, but it'll be a different thing. But right now, it's it's who, who knows. So talking about Ranty is going to have to have this type of corporate meeting at some point to figure out how we're going to deal with this situation. Because at the moment, we're working from home. That's right. Exactly. So... Uh, one other thing about the feedback on uh, the onboarding, because I really liked what you were talking about. And I have to say in the instances where I've helped build an onboarding process, the finished product or the resources 
we've actually, uh, it was somebody else that suggested it, actually gone back to one of the more recent hires that we had talked to about it and said, listen, this is what we've come up with so far. We would like you to take a look at this with a critical eye to see if we're on point mm -hmm. and opened up ourselves to like, listen, you know, after this talk to this person, we may need to go back to zero again, but let's actually do a trial run with this. Let's give these resources, this document, whatever it is and, and see what they think about it. And, uh, uh, I think it was a really, really good idea because we got a really good critical look at it because in my head it made total sense, but uh, I, I wasn't a recent new person. So I really like uh, your comments about you know, seeking out feedback and I found that by going that extra step and bringing them totally into the loop was very, very helpful for a product that we were building. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of times uh, that if you look at where the retention levels drop off, depending on how good your uh, onboarding process is, there's a lot of folks between that six month and one year start to wobble. But if they're involved in the feedback, then you're re-engaging them. And that again, strengthens the trust, the commitment, the feeling that I can impact. All those things are important. So as employees, there's a couple things we can do to assist with this situation. Right up front, we know we're gonna feel a little bit awkward and we just are. It's just part of doing something new. Uh, it's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's just the way we're going to feel to a certain extent and have a good attitude as a boss. I love it when somebody walks in and they just have a good attitude. Maybe they had a bad experience at the old place or they've had a long struggle getting, uh, uh, this job, but somebody that comes in with a good attitude, it's just very, very refreshing. And as a boss, I appreciate that. Yeah, and then you're more curious. I mean, you know, because sometimes no matter how good your program is, it's you miss stuff. Uh, but if you uh, have a good attitude, you'll also have a more forgiving spirit and you'll look for the things that you're grateful for. And uh, those are things that will allow you to get connected a, a lot more quickly. And take advantage of all the opportunities to get to know people. Whatever's going on, if you get a chance to step in and get included in something, it it's just, it's just a wonderful thing to get to know people as quickly as possible. Different types of things. Maybe people are standing around having a coffee, kind of hang back, sit, you know, maybe jump into the conversation, introduce yourself. It's so important to take um, those opportunities and just run with them so that you can get to know people, people can get to know you. Yeah, find the things that maybe a little bit out of your comfort zone, but allow you to step into some things and build relationships. And always ask questions, really good questions. I, I love it when somebody starts new and, and they <laughs> ask you an insightful question. Maybe you're a little off that day or whatever. You're like, oh my goodness, that's an excellent question. I hope I have the answer. I just love that though. Like good, good question. You go, this person's thinking about what they're going to be doing, what their context is. That was a really good freaking question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree hundred percent. And this has come up on multiple podcasts that we've done. Figure out the best way to communicate with your boss. Learn this quick. You know, is it in person, on the phone, or email, or in a combination? Is there a best time of the day to, if you have certain types of questions, what's the best way to approach your boss? And quite frankly, uh, I would just go, Greg, uh, we don't know each other that well. You're my boss. I, from what I understand, I'm going to be reporting to you fairly often what way do you want me to communicate with you? What's the best way uh, for us to maximize that communication? Yeah, great question to ask, you know, and, and I think most, most managers would love that, you know, and put it in the context that I know, I imagine you are very busy 
that have a lot of things on the go. Um, and so I want to make sure that, that when I'm uh, responding to you, that, that, that I'm doing it in the best fashion and uh, when it's best for you. You know, uh, so let's talk about that up front. I think it's a great idea. And I like it that people work hard. I've, uh, I had a person start once and what they were going to be working on, they're waiting for some stuff to arrive. And as I came around the corner, they were helping out another team member and it wasn't a, uh, a really complicated task, but it was something I had to get done. And I kind of went, what are you doing? He said, well, while I'm waiting for that stuff, I'm helping uh, Fred here. He's, uh, uh, got this stuff that has to be collated and stuff. And, and so I just jumped in, you know, this is a great opportunity for me to help out and to learn kind of what we do here, processes and stuff. And uh, so I just thought I'd jump in. I had a little bit of time. So, and I love that. Yeah. You know what? Be a volunteer. Um, it's about that attitude because you're going to build relationships and again, trust if you're willing to help when you need help, especially if you're in a bit of a void, you're ahead of the game. Um, uh, those are all things that, that are, uh, are, uh, really great ways to, again, deepen those connections. So, uh, do you have any final thoughts or comments? No, the only thing I would say is, you know, we talked earlier about some when the, the setup of that pointing to online, there's no online, you know, all those kinds of things. The only thing I'd always encourage is whatever your onboarding is, make sure it's integrated. Make sure there are multiple different uh, uh, approaches to helping people connect and align and find how they can uh, impact and, and create value as soon as possible. And so nothing worse than saying the first week you're going to spend all online. Although, frankly, again, virtually you might have to do some of that, but have breaks built in, uh, you know, virtual Zoom connects. Um, invite them to uh, happy hours, you know, and introduce them. Take the lead on helping them get connected in different ways. But use multiple connection points, not just one thing, to help someone get connected. Because it is still about relationship. Even if you're working out of your house, it's about finding ways that I can feel a part of this community quicker will result in quicker results and higher levels of engagement and, and higher levels of retention, which is which is the, the key to um, organizational success. I love the connection piece that you're talking about because even if the systems fall short and we don't have enough resources, they're not put into place quick enough for these people, if they have the connection, all that stuff can be looked after. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. So we hope that uh, some of what we have spoken about you find helpful. We hope that you didn't find anything we spoke of offensive or made you angry. But uh, I'm going to lean in on you again, Greg, because I think it just kind of wraps up things really nicely. Your philosophy on uh, walking away happy or peeved by what we've spoken about? Yeah, I, we always like to, uh, I always say great coaches and uh, great learning situations are ones where probably have a combination of things you get really excited about, joyful about, and other things that make you churn inside. And usually the churn inside are things when you know there's an opportunity for growth. Both provide growth. And, you know, onboarding is a tough thing. You got a lot of things juggling as a manager uh, and you might think that's not that important or you might be even more introverted and you don't feel comfortable doing it. Well, you know what? It's part of the role. It's such a key part of the role. And if that's you, I hope there is a little bit of churn to make you recognize and see the possibilities to push through and, and really make sure that this, uh, new employee gets connected quickly. It'll actually save you time. So, you know, it's, it might cause a lot of bit of, a little bit of pain 
to have to do this yourself, either time or, or whether you're comfortable in it. But in the end, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot more reward by doing it right the first time. I was just kind of chuckling to myself and going, there could be some people listening to this where they're not happy or peeved off. They just didn't put their mind to it. So maybe they're walking away with a question in their mind. How are we doing this? Is this a problem in our place? So maybe in this instance, there might be a third alternative as well. Yeah, you know what? And, you know, to your point, the best way to find that out is to really be um, vulnerable enough to go to your more recent hires and say, how did we do? How did I do? And, you know, I've, I've shared this phrase before, uh, what went well, www dot dot. Uh, what went well, even better if, WWWEBI, um, that really allows the safe space for they to say, yeah, this went well, but even better if uh, this. So uh, do that. That's a great way to, uh, to discover. Awesome. So uh, take the time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.